you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles. And this is your weekly update. It's Monday, March 13th, March Madness. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, we have got a lot to go over, so we are going to get right into it, and we're going straight to NBA basketball. So we knew the Warriors versus the Bucks game was going to be a good one, and it certainly lived up to the hype. The game went into overtime after Steph Curry shot a three with only 19 seconds left in regulation to tie the game. That set the tone for things to come as Curry scored 36 points in the Warriors' ultimate win of 125 versus 116 points. Also, Marcus Smart was fined $25,000 for taking down Trey Young during the Celtics-Hawks game on Monday. The Celtics guard initiated an altercation and actually pulled Trey Young to the floor, and he was ejected from the game with just about a minute 25 remaining. Didn't really matter, though, in the ultimate result, as the Celtics still won 134 to 125. Also, good news for Americans, the national team director is loosening restrictions for the Olympics for NBA players. Basically, they're just not required to, they don't have to go to required trainings or games or anything like that as part of Team USA before they decide to compete for the Olympics. Also, since we are in the final month of the NBA season, I figured I would do a check-in on the standings. The Bucks are currently leading the East over the Celtics, with the Bulls being the last team in. The Wizards are first team out. That is only by like maybe half a game. It's actually by a loss by the Wizards. So that line is very tight and already eliminated on the East is the Pistons. Going to the West, the Nuggets sit atop the West Western Conference on top of the Grizzlies. And then as far as last team in so far is the Pelicans. But again, they are tied with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So again, that is a close matchup to see who's going to be last team into the playoffs. Already eliminated as part of the Western Conference are the Rockets and the Spurs. So not a good season for some Texas teams already. Heading along to NCAA basketball, and this is where I'm going to spend quite a bit of my time as it is finally time. Selection Sunday was last night and brackets are 
set. Houston, Kansas, Purdue, and Alabama are top number one seeds in each each of the regions. The first four begins Tuesday, and brackets are due Thursday is when games start for March Madness. Now, the NIT is also going on, so you'll start seeing games come on TV as of like today, um, today or tomorrow. I will not be covering the NIT, frankly, because I'm only one person (laughs) and March Madness is a lot to take on without even touching the NIT. So that is why I won't be covering that. But that's maybe why you see basketball games are on TV before we actually start. So after last week was conference tournament championship weekend. So I'm going to go over the power five and a little bit extra. So the Big Ten, Purdue held off Penn State for the title. Although Purdue was leading by 17 at one point in the second half, they only won that game by two. Purdue is a number one seed in the SEC following suit with that Alabama won its second title in three years by beating also ranked Texas A&M but they beat them handily 82 to 63 in the Pac-12 Arizona upset UCLA to take the Pac-12 title it was a close game the Wildcats were down first half but came back to win by one. Like I said, it was a great close game. The Big 12, Kansas had a rough second half and got killed by Texas 56 to 76. However, the Jayhawks still earned the number one seed for the tournament. The ACC, Duke won its ACC first ACC title under their new head coach, John Shire. UVA only scored 17 points in the first half and Duke only scored 24 for a very low scoring game in general by both teams. Duke won 59 to 49. Also, and that kind of rounds out the power five, but in the In other conferences, the American Memphis actually upset Houston to win the American title, but Houston also still keeps their number one seed. And in the Big East, Marquette beat Xavier by 14. Syracuse head coach Jim Boheme is being replaced and retiring after 47 seasons. His final game was versus Wake Forest on on the court that carries his name. Boheme went 1,015 wins to 441 losses with the Orange, which is the second most wins in D1 history behind, of course, Coach K. He also led them to 35 tournament appearances, five Final Fours, and one national championship in 2003. In 2003, 2005, he was inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame as well. So congratulations on a wonderful career. On the opposite side of that coin, Ole Miss has hired disgraced Texas head coach Chris Beard. Yes, the one that was literally arrested and fired from Texas after an altercation with his fiance. Moving along to NFL, I just have a couple of quick trade announcements because these were blockbuster trades. Earlier in the week, Derek Carr was traded to the Saints for a $150 million four-year deal. Carr had been with the Raiders for nine seasons before that, so be ready to see him in New Orleans. He is loving it already, has expressed how happy he is with the city and with the team already. And then as of today, the Rams have traded cornerback, cornerback Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Miami fans would be super happy with that since Ramsey is one of the best corners in the league. They now have the two number one receivers and two number one corners. So they will be dangerous. Moving along to golf. It was the weekend of the Players' Championship, which is considered often as the fifth 
major of the year. TPC Sawgrass provides plenty of thrills, especially on hole 17. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it literally is like a island that you have to shoot with across the water. It is a stadium setup, so people are just standing there and booing you if you get hit in the water. It is awesome. It is actually on my bucket list since I entered into the golf world. And Scotty Scheffler, literally my man Scotty, won by the largest margin of the season this year by five shots. He is also just the third golfer to shoot all four rounds at TPC Sawgrass in the 60s. This win put Scotty back in the top spot in the world. So John Rahm actually went home from the players with a stomach bug earlier in the week. This is Scotty's sixth win in just 27 starts on the PGA Tour. Like I always say, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Again, kind of on the flip side of that, Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, uh, she was his girlfriend for six years, is filing a complaint against her NDA. She's also filing all kinds of lawsuits at this point. There's multiple going on. And the Speak Out Act is she claims is enacted so it nullifies NDAs in the event of sexual harassment or assault. No official split announcement was made before she actually issued this um, lawsuit and they have but they have not been seen together since the last US Open. It is actually official now they broke up in October according to like they literally had to come out and say it publicly. No allegations of sexual harassment have come out as of yet. She is also trying to get a $30 million settlement for verbal tenancy agreement, saying that she could live at his residence for another five years, according to that. It's very confusing wordage. Um, and they, like I said, despite them breaking up in October, so Tiger's obviously saying there's no such thing. So I'm sure this won't be the last we hear of that. With Olympic sports, we have some amazing, amazing news, and I'm pretty sure you guys are tired of me constantly reporting on this, but Michaela Schifrin won the record-tying 86th World Cup title on Friday by winning the giant slalom. She then broke Ingemar Stenmark's record on Saturday in the slalom, taking her 87th World Cup title. Her brother actually surprised her, came all the way to Sweden in the crowd to congratulate her and hug her after she finished. Remember, she lost her dad last, um, last year or two years ago. So, and she, he was her rock. He was always with her everywhere. So it was a fitting way to kind of pay tribute to that. I love that her brother did that. It was also a fitting way to break the Swedes great record as it was happening in his own country. Schifrin just said it was an honor to be mentioned in the same sentence as him. And that record stood since 1989. Both skiers actually specialize in the slalom events as well. So truly a a new skiing great has come out of all of this. Even if we didn't know that before, it is officially official now. And sticking with alpine skiing, Swiss Olympic champion Marco Ottermott won the Slalom World Cup title on Saturday, and this locks him up for the overall title for the season. We also had NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships this weekend. It was in New Mexico. It actually wasn't really on TV until Sunday night on ESPNU, which I admittedly missed. It was on ESPN Plus, though. Besides that, I actually watched it on that. Arkansas swept the men's and women's competition. The men's was no contest. They beat their runner-up was Georgia, and they handily 
one on the men's side, but the women's side came down to the final race, which of course is the four by 400 meter relay to beat Texas by just four points in the team competition. Razorback Britton Wilson broke the American record in the 400 meter dash running 49:48. She topped the previous mark set by Talitha Diggs of Florida, who set that just last month at SEC championships, beating Wilson. Wilson actually passed Diggs on the final 100 to claim the national championship. Texas senior Julian Alfred did the 60 meter, 200 meter double and did it both in just under world record fashion. She literally was like number two on the 60 meter, um, after Alea Hobbs. And she also is second all time in the 200 meter dash by a little bit more than her 60 meter time, but still. The men's and women's triple jump records both went down for collegiate records. Kyle Garland from Georgia destroyed the collegiate indoor record in the heptathlon and was just six points shy of the indoor world record set by Ashton Eaton. And then Washington took three of the top five spots in the men's mile at nationals. That is absolutely crazy. Talk about crazy competitive uh, practices every time you must run because that is a crazy amount of people in the top five. That wraps it up for what happened over the last week. Now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. I think you know where most of my time is going to be spent. It is also the World Baseball uh, Classic that is happening all this week. Quarterfinals will start on Friday and semifinals start on Sunday. For more on that, check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. In NCAA baseball and softball today, we actually had number nine, Alabama versus number 10, Texas. That was on at noon. And then we also had number 16, Kentucky at number 23, Mizzou. That was at one today. So again, you can't catch those now, but they were, they did have those um, games earlier. Thursday, catch Baseball, number four, Ole Miss versus number seven, Vanderbilt at 6 p.m. on ESPNU. Also ranked versus ranked matchups that day, number 19, UVA versus number 21, NC State. You can catch that at 6 p.m. on ACC Network. And followed by number 20, Alabama versus number six, Florida at 6 p.m. on SEC. Friday, catch number 20, Alabama versus number six, Florida again at 11 a.m. on SEC Network. Then we come to replay all these number 19 UVA versus number 21 NC State at noon on ACC number one LSU takes on number 15 Texas A&M at 6 p.m. on SEC network followed by number 11 VTech at number 22 Miami at 7 p.m on ACC Network. All of those are baseball games. And then on Saturday, just to make things confusing, we have a ranked first ranked matchup baseball game. Number four, Old Miss versus number seven, Vanderbilt at 11 a.m. on SEC Network, followed by a softball game. Number seven, Arkansas versus number nine, Alabama at 4.30 on SEC Network. And rounding out the week on Sunday with softball, number seven, Arkansas plays number nine, Alabama again at 5 p.m. on SEC. If you're like, wow, I feel like we said the same teams over and over. Usually these teams will play in games of three. So that would be why you're seeing those over and over again. 
In NBA basketball on Monday, catch the Grizzlies at the Mavs at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Suns at the Warriors at 9. That is number four versus number six in the West, so a good matchup there. On Wednesday, you can catch the 76ers at the Cavaliers at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN. That is three versus four in the East, followed by the Warriors at the Clippers at 9, and that is five versus six in the West. Moving along to March Madness, and I am going to be here for a while because on Tuesday we begin, as in tomorrow, we begin the first four. So if you wanted to a bracket and do all of that, this is due after the first four starts, only with teams of 64 do you really begin that bracket challenge. Also, every ranking I say in here is their seed, not what they are ranked in the entire country. So this is like a 16 seed, an 11 seed, all of that. That's how it's going to work. On Tuesday, tomorrow, number 16, Southeastern Missouri State at 16, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They play at 540 on True TV, followed by seed 11, Pitt at 11, Mississippi State at 810 on True TV as well. The next first four games are on Tuesday, 16, Farley Dickinson at 16, Texas Southern at 540 on True TV, followed by 11, Nevada at 11, Arizona State at 810 p.m. also on True TV. That is the end of the first four. We truly begin on March Madness. Bracket Challenge Everything begins Thursday with nine West West Virginia at eight Maryland at 1115 a.m. on CBS. So brackets are due at 1114 central time before tip off for that game. Now, bear with me because I do think it's important to go ahead and get all these games out here. So 13, Furman at 4, UVA at 11.40 a.m. on True TV. Furman has not made the tournament in over 43 years. Uh, Number 10, Utah State at number 7, Mizzou at 1240 on TNT. 16, Howard, who has not made the tournament since 1992, at number 1, Kansas at 1 p.m. on TBS. 8, TBD, which means it's one of the first four winners, versus number 1, Alabama at 145 p.m. on CBS. Number 12, Charleston at number 5, San Diego State at 210 on True TV. 15, Princeton at 2, Arizona at 310 on TNT. Number 9, Illinois versus is number eight, Arkansas at 3.30 p.m. on TBS. It's supposed to be one of the games to watch in the first round. Number nine, Auburn at number eight, Iowa at 5.50 p.m. on TNT. Number 12, Oral Roberts at five, Duke at 6.10 p.m. on CBS. 15, Colgate will play number two, Texas at 6.25 on TBS. Number 10, Boise State at number seven, Northwestern at 6.35 p.m. on True TV. Number 16, North Kentucky at number one, Houston at 8.20 on TNT. 13, Louisiana at number four, Tennessee at 840 on CBS. Number 10, Penn State at number seven, Texas A&M at 855 on TBS. And rounding out the first day of full March Madness, number 15, UNC Asheville at number two, UCLA at 9.05 p.m. on True TV. The next day, we also continue with round one. Friday, you can catch number 10, USC versus number seven, Michigan State. Get it? The Spartans versus the Trojans at 11.15 on CBS. Number 14, Kennesaw State at number three, Xavier at 11.40 on True TV. Number 14, UC Santa Barbara at number three, Baylor, 12.30 on TNT. 
Number 12, VCU versus number five, St. Mary's at one on TBS. Number 15, Vermont at number two, Marquette at 1.45 p.m. on CBS. A TBD, so a first four team that wins that game at number six, Iowa State at 2.10 on True TV. Number 11, NC State versus number six, Creighton at at three on TNT. Number 13, Iona at number four, UConn at 3.30 p.m. on TBS. Another TBD at number one, Purdue at 5.50 on TNT. Number 11, Providence at 16, Kentucky at 6.10 p.m. on CBS. Number 12, Drake at number five, Miami at 6.25 on TBS. Number 14, Grand Canyon at number three, Gonzaga at 6.35 on True TV. Number nine, FA at number eight Memphis at 820 on TNT number 14 Montana State at three Kansas State at 840 on CBS number 13 Kent State at number four Indiana at 855 p.m. on TBS and finally rounding it out TBD so first four winner at six TCU at 905 on true TV that will round out the first round. Then we have the second round. We go into those games on Saturday. Those are all TBD on TBD channels. So we'll have eight games in round two on Saturday. Those will usually be on CBS, TNT, True TV, and TBS. Um, And then same on Sunday with the other eight games. And that will round out the first two rounds of March Madness. So thank you for sticking with me while I got through all of those games, but I do want to go ahead and highlight it because it is literally the entire point of the entire month of March in the world of sports. So moving along to XFL, we've got games going on Thursday, the Houston Roughnecks, who are still undefeated at Seattle Sea Dragons at 9.30 p.m. on ESPN. Saturday, you can catch the D.C. Defenders at St. Louis Battlehawks at 6 on FX, followed by Orlando Guardians at Vegas Vipers at 9. And then on Sunday, you can catch the Arlington Renegades, who are struggling right now, at the San Antonio Brahmas at 9 p.m. on ESPN2. In the world of golf, we are continuing the Florida swing on the PGA Tour. So Thursday, catch the first round of the Valspar Championship. That will be at 2 on Golf Channel. Friday, you can catch it at the same time for round 2. We also begin the Live Tour Tucson round. Um, That'll be round 1. That will be at 1 p.m. on the CW Network. On Saturday, catch the Live Tour Tucson round two at one, also on CW, followed by the Valspar round three, also at one to start on Golf Channel. Then it switches over to NBC at 2 p.m. Same on Sunday, Live Tour Tucson round three at 1 p.m. on CW for the Live. And then for PGA Valspar Championship final round at one on Golf Channel and then at two on NBC. We are actually also coming to the end of hockey. Hockey will end in April. So Tuesday, the Capitals at the Rangers at 6 p.m. on ESPN, followed by on Wednesday, the Avalanche at the Maple Leafs at 6 on TNT and the Wild at the Blues at 8.30. And then we've got a Hulu game on Thursday, a Hulu game on Saturday, but rounding out the weekend on Saturday, the Penguins at the Rangers at 7 p.m. on ABC. This weekend on Sunday, we also have an F1 round, the Saudi Arabian GP. That will be at noon on ESPN. We even have some Olympic uh, sports to watch this week as we have the Rugby Six Nations Championship. That will be Saturday at noon on NBC. Also, women's NCAA gymnastics. It is conference championship week. So we will see SEC championships session one that will begin at two 30 on SEC network followed by session two at seven. You also can catch the 
NCAA Women's Gymnastics Big 12 meet at 6 p.m. on ESPNU. That is it for me this week. Thank you for bearing with me while I went through all of the first round games in March Madness. But it is the March Madness we love and hate. For more games and times, always check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. That whole list is there. I will catch y'all next week for the weekly update when most likely all of our brackets will be busted. See you Monday.